Hey, everybody, it's Jenny Pertopi from chronicbabe.com, and this is a bonus interview for the Chronic Babe 101 book and website and online community. Today, I am very honored to have on the call Jackie Sloan. She's a Chicago-based executive coach. Um, She has worked with me as a coach. She's also a friend, and she works with people to transform their situations. She helps them clarify what they want to achieve and then work on approaches for how to achieve it. She is all about action and results, and I have experienced that. So I know she is a great resource. Today we are going to talk a little bit about communication, communication breakdowns, and how we might kind of flip the switch on how we talk to people about illness. So welcome, Jackie. Well, thank you, Jenny. That is so uh kind of you to invite me to participate like this. Of course. I'm so happy to have you. I'm uh, lucky to have you, really. So I want to just kind of dive right in. I think um, uh, one of the most common issues, if not the the most common issue that I hear from my um, group of chronic babes is communication. They struggle to tell their stories. Um, They struggle to ask for what they want, to articulate what they want in a a meaningful way, in a way that gets results. Um, And they have relationships that kind of break down, and they sometimes tell me that it's because the communication isn't working. So um, I'm wondering if we could talk a little bit about what happens when people are feeling a communication um, breakdown, what kinds of things they can start to look at to maybe turn that around? Thank you for that question, Jenny. I think the most powerful thing a person can do um, when you're having a communication breakdown is um, is to there, there's two. Th- there's actually two things. I was going to say the most powerful thing is to is to cultivate some compassion for yourself and the other person. Uh, because the the amazing thing is when you uh, there's there's more and more research now about compassion that when you experience compassion for yourself uh, and and you express compassion and when doctors uh, express compassion for you um, that we actually release uh, brain hormones oxytocin that produces bonding and um, so the interesting thing is too that when people observe uh, people acting compassionately towards one another, people just even the observers start to release the oxytocin, which which creates this kind of nice feeling. So um, the the other thing I want to say is so th- so if you can cultivate some compassion for yourself, if you can get yourself into a place of compassion for you and the other person uh, where you're having the breakdown. It can be kind of astonishingly, astonishingly powerful what happens. Now, the other thing I was going to say is, as soon as I started saying compassion is the is the most powerful thing, I think also very important is what do you, what do you want? Uh, what what do you want in the situation? And I think it's oftentimes very common that people have not when some when there's a communication breakdown or any kind of a breakdown. People uh, oftentimes have not clarified, what do I want here? What do I really want? Even sometimes mm-hmm. when you're frustrated in a, in a situation that's frustrating, 
what you what we might be thrown to do is just express our frustration and sometimes that's the best thing to do but oftentimes a more powerful thing to do uh, that would produce satisfaction is to clarify what do I want here what do I mm. want here and and then when you know what you want then to, to be uh, look to see how can I be com- compassionate towards this other person that's not doing what I want and how can I be <laughs> compassionate towards myself Mm-hmm. It's really about like balancing some of the needs of the other person with your own, but not sacrificing your needs and also not sacrificing the um, respect and compassion and patience you want to have for the people that you are in touch with. That's right. And I think, you know, when, when you're, uh, when I think about people who, um, might be dealing a lot with caregivers, doctors, or nurses, or nurse practitioners, or nursing doctor assistants. One thing to keep in mind is, uh, and it might be tough if you're feeling ill or tired or beaten down. One thing to keep in mind, though, is you know I was just Saturday night with two friends of mine next door. They live next door. They're both nurses, and I know one's a nurse practitioner, one's a document. Um, documentation nurse and I know that they are very caring people I mean they went into their profession because they want to take care of people and so a lot of the people who are in the healthcare profession that's why they are there and Mm -hmm. sometimes they have an awful lot of demands on them and uh, they might miss something they might have a bad day they might be frustrated and so it's oftentimes powerful to include all of that in when you're um, when if, there, if you're having a communication breakdown, say in a medical setting or uh, with a caregiver, to include all that in 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 your communication. That perhaps uh, you know perhaps they misunderstood something, perhaps they are tired, mm-hmm. perhaps they missed something important, perhaps you know whatever. But that doesn't mean you shouldn't also be honored. So that, so that you know, like as, as you were saying, Jenny, to balance those two, you deserve to be honored. Your request, your needs deserve to be honored. And the other person um, will, will deserve to be honored as well. Mm-hmm. Just like we would want somebody to be cool with us. If we were having a bad day, you know, we, we can't expect our nurses and doctors and other healthcare providers and people in those settings to always be on point every single day, 24-7, every time we encounter them. I mean, we wish they would be, but that's not realistic. Well, yeah, I mean, it's, 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 um, yeah, ideally we'd like them to be, um, more sensitive all the time. And, 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 mm-hmm. and, and, um, but what I was thinking of here is this, I, is that one thing one thing a person one thing you might want to do is if you're having a communication breakdown whether it be with caregivers or your friends or your family um, is think through what is it you really want to say like what would you like to say you know if there was no consequence like what would you really like to say if there was no consequence and think that through first and then when you're um, you know give perhaps write it out or type it out and then take a look at you know now that you've seen it in black and white what what would be uh, what what do you think is um what take out the highly charged words any words that are <laughs> kind of blaming yeah or, mm-hmm. or critical or the you know any 
any swear words. <clears throat> and then go ahead and um, start out by saying to somebody, um, acknowledging somebody for uh, for <clears throat> something you know about them. Like so, if it's your a friend of yours, acknowledge them for who they are to you. Um, you know, I I know that I know that we uh, have been friends a long time. You know, say something that is acknowledging of the other person that that that's that's even um creating you know expressing your feelings towards them your your positive mm-hmm. feelings to who they are and and you can use this with anybody and then and then um w- once you authentically like speak from your heart saying that uh saying that um acknowledging them or creating an emotional connection there then you can uh, open up your conversation and uh, and say what you want to say. But but I think this idea of you know coming from a space of compassion for yourself and other people, and then clarifying what it is you you want here, and then mm-hmm. taking drafting out what would you really like to say. Um, uh, uh, so you giving yourself a little bit of a process to to or organize mm-hmm. what what it is you're looking to to. Um, to accomplish and say in this situation. Mm. I love the idea of process. I, I think that when we're sick, we sometimes, like, especially when we have chronic illness and we're facing stuff every day, maybe we have new symptoms day after day sometimes, and we start to have this feeling of urgency. And so then it feels like when we want to say something to someone or when we want to request something or we want it, we need it right then. And there's this mm-hmm. feeling of urgency and sometimes even almost panic and desperation. Um, and I think that, that those feelings really hamper our efforts to communicate clearly. And then we wind up being snippy or we say things that are kind of maybe thoughtless or we come off as being very demanding and, and we maybe don't need to be and maybe we just don't even know we're being that way. And it's almost like if we have some of that process, maybe it gives us a chance to step back and take a breath and really think it through. I mean, I know sometimes we're in situations where we can't necessarily do that, but if we're talking about a relationship with, um, you know, a healthcare practitioner or anybody that we're close to, you know, there's almost never so much urgency that we can't take even 10 minutes to think through what we want to say. <laughs> yeah, it's very true, Jenny, um, because I think the thing is um, what can happen is if we're frustrated and we just kind of focus on expressing our frustration, that mm-hmm. might, uh, sometimes you can kind of get into a ping pong match with, match with somebody where you're expressing your frustration and they express their frustration. Then it gets to be like a frustration fest rather than <laughs> you thinking through, <laughs> through, you know, what do I want here? So what do I want to generate here in this conversation with this person? What do I, what do I need to take care of me? And then, you know, to, but to start out with acknowledging this other person for, um, who they are, uh, like to create kind of like this connection with a person first before mm-hmm. you, uh, before you make your request, so that you have mm-hmm. their attention. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I really love that. I really love that. I, I think um, a lot of people are, when we're sick for a long time, it's like we, you know, we've told our stories so many times, and people have heard us talk about being sick, and we are are 
it becomes kind of difficult sometimes to ask for new things that we want or we feel like we're being taken as whiners or overly needy. And I think that a lot of us have trouble um, expressing that. But I feel like this little bit of process that you're talking about could be really helpful. Um, something that, that you mentioned earlier I want to come back to when you said when you think about how you want to speak to someone or what you really want and maybe write out you know how, what you would say and then take out kind of the blaming words and I'm wondering if you could give me some examples of what kinds of blaming words we may might want to avoid so that we can have really um, really positive uh, conversations that bring results yeah, that's a great question. Thanks for that clarification, Jenny. Mm -hmm. Yes, if we speak from I, you know, I, um, I'm feeling uncomfortable or I'd, I'd really prefer that we do this or I want, I, I, I want, um, I want something different for dinner or, or whatever it is. Um, if we speak from I, what I want, what I need, what I'm comfortable, that's, that's legitimate. Um, nobody can argue with you that that's not true because you're expressing what's so for you. But what, where we get blaming is, you know, we can say things like, well, you always do this and you never do this. And mm -hmm. uh, you're, you know, you're, you know, you, you cut me off all the time or, or whatever. All those phrases are blaming. And there, you know, the other person can feel attacked and, and blamed and un, it, it quickly gets into like a negative exchange. Whereas when you, where you speak, you know, if you cultivate some compassion for yourself and the other person and then speak uh, in I language, what I need, what I want, what, what doesn't work for me, all that is just, you know, it's very, um, it's neutral, uh, even though, and some people might feel uh, frustrated getting a lot of requests, and, and that, but that's just, um, that, that, that's something to just um, have some space for. Uh, but, but generally speaking, when you don't blame, it, it gives people more space to like honor what you're asking for, or, or mm -hmm. when, when, you, when you speak more from your own needs and what, what's so for you, it's less, there's less charge there. Mm -hmm. That makes a lot of sense. I, I think that in situations where people are talking with healthcare providers, and, and especially I think some of us who've been sick for a long time, I, I, I have met lots of people <clears throat> over the years, and they they have a certain kind of um, uh, like an irritation to them, kind of an edge when when they start talking about doctors and we're talking to doctors, and I've. Um, encountered a lot of people, I have a couple of people I'm thinking about right now who just outright will say nasty things about the healthcare profession or even to their healthcare providers. And um, I, I think that's so, it's so challenging. I understand that sometimes people get really frustrated, but I feel like those relationships in particular are, um, are so crucial that we have clear communication because we get into appointments and we maybe have five or ten minutes. To, to work on a problem and a solution with a healthcare provider, or um, maybe we're in a situation that has some level of urgency to it, and we need to have clear, concise communication. But I, I feel like I've encountered people who have a, like a real intensity to them, um, and and I I'm sometimes challenged to give them advice for how they can kind of calm that or how they can kind of change a little bit how they 
speak with their um, healthcare professionals to get better results. Do you have you thought about this at all? Is this something that you've encountered, or do you have some words of advice for folks? Sure. I think um, you know we all have blind spots. Every single person that you will ever meet has blind spots. There's things that we don't know about ourselves that we do. Like when I was a lot younger. I would sometimes put my hand over my mouth when I'm talking or I wouldn't give people eye contact in my early 20s. Mm. And, um, part of what I do as a coach is I help people become more self-aware. And so one thing would be um, if, you could, if, if people would cultivate a little bit of uh, willingness to learn about themselves, learn that there might be approaches or tones of voice or ways they're holding themselves ways they're speaking that might um, not be in their best interest in terms of getting what they want in, in, in life or in, want in, 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 uh, in, uh, in a situation. So sometimes, you know, I had a friend say to me, uh, she told me I rolled my eyes, and I, I did not mean to roll <laughs> my eyes. I didn't know I did that. And she got ticked off at me. I said, I apologize. It was involuntary. I didn't mean to do that, and I didn't mean to offend you, so I apologize. So, um so one thing is to be willing to notice that uh, maybe there's something about my approach that I could adjust a, a bit and get a different response or a better response. Be willing to learn that there's, a, there's perhaps another way to do things that might work better for you. Mm -hmm. And um, and to pay attention to the facial expressions of people around you. If people are looking, you know, how are people looking when you talk to them? What are their eyes doing? What is their facial, facial expression doing? Uh, you know, pay attention to what the reaction is uh, you're getting from people. And, and notice that there might be a way to, you know, consider that that reaction that you're getting from people might have something to do with how you're approaching them. So if, people, if you're mm -hmm. smiling at people and they're smiling back, great. If, you're, if people are starting out um, one way with you and then kind of shutting down, uh, um, you know, kind of like getting smaller or talking more t uh, um, in smaller phrases or whatever, just pay attention to the reaction that you're getting from people. Um, mm -hmm. But I would also say that, um, you know, there are doctors that are abrupt. There are caregivers that are, you know, that need a lot of, learning themselves. So you do deserve <laughs> to be treated by somebody that you feel comfortable with. And, and yes, it is mm -hmm. a very important, I think, that um, you feel safe talking to your doctor, talking to your caregiver. Um, it's important that you have a good relationship with them because um, that where they, because it, it does impact, impact your care. Like this whole idea of compassion and um, the release of oxytocin is uh, is good for it's good for your well-being. It's good for your system. It's good for your immune system to uh, feel comfortable around the people who are taking care of you. So if if you think the doctor is not serving you, then then um, you know go find a different doctor that will serve you better. Mm -hmm. And uh, you know I, I've I've totally done that myself. I, you know I stopped seeing a doctor I didn't feel comfortable with, and now you know I'm very happy with my current internal medicine doctor, and you know. Mm -hmm thrilled to have them. So, mm -hmm. you know, that, I mean, I think that would be another thing too, is what's the criteria you're looking for? Mm -hmm. Because yeah, some people are looking for a doctor that they're 
going to be able to communicate with in a, with a certain frequency or in a certain style. And, um, you know, that's something I learned recently and, and got a referral for a new doctor in, in the first appointment. I was really clear with them. Like, this, I want to be able to reach you if there's an urgency. I don't want to have to wait days to hear from you. I'd like to be able to send you a message. And we just, we clarified all that stuff right up front. And um, it was really nice to hear what his boundaries were and understand them so that I can respect them, but also get my need met for being able to reach him when I need him. And I, I loved like setting that up from the very beginning. I've had the same healthcare providers for almost all my healthcare providers I've had for years now. So having somebody new, it was kind of a treat to like set the clock from the beginning, <laughs> you know, um, mm-hmm. get that all get that all set up. At the, and it just, it's nice. And I, I, it really helped with my comfort level um, with making requests and with telling him things. And it just made things a lot, go a lot more smooth, which is ultimately what we want. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> well, Jackie, I think we could talk all day. Um, <laughs> and I, I'm so um, grateful for your words of wisdom today for for our folks. I think there's so many people who will benefit from from what you've shared. Um, I know we've kind of only scratched the surface. I, I could probably write a whole book um, about relationships and communication um, for <laughs> for patients. But since since it's not the whole book, I'm I'm gonna um, I'm gonna wrap up our conversation for today. But I, were there any final thoughts that you had that that we should make sure we squeeze in before we go? Well, I, I guess I would just say um, to your listeners or to your readers that they deserve uh, good health care. They deserve to have their um, requests honored. They deserve to have what they want. And to keep in mind that um, it's, it's a woman thing to not ask for what we want. And there's actually been studies about this. And so um, I invite your readers and your listeners to ask for what they want. Know what you want and ask for what you want. And you're much more likely to get it. I love it. Jackie, you're the best. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. So uh, thanks again. And um, I hope that everybody listening has gleaned some some pearls, some words of wisdom here. I know I have. And um, thanks. If you're looking for a transcript for this, it will be offered on the website as well. Thanks, everybody. Bye-bye.